Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, I'm Kirsty. And I'm Kelsey. And it's time to hate watch with us. Welcome to our show about the things we love and the things we hate and the things we love to hate. And the things we love most of all, which are our traditions. Yes. <laughs> Including Pilot Palooza, which is Pilot what we're Palooza here to do time. today. Happy Pilot Palooza. Happy Pilot Palooza. We end every year with awards and begin every year with a new batch of pilots. And so here we are bringing in 2022 with six new pilots. With a PP. <laughs> <laughs> I stole that joke. <laughs> it's still good though got a lot of mileage out of it in the slack this week <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we've got we got shows to talk about we watched some pilots we watched some pilots so for those of you who maybe haven't been around for previous pilot paloozas we draft six pilots and then we watch them and we come and talk about them and we try to figure out if we're going to watch them ever again. And even though the point of the show is watching random stuff throughout the year, Pilot Palooza is like a fun opportunity to be like, what has everybody on the internet been talking about and why? Yeah. And how many things can we think of that I haven't seen? <laughs> yes. That's really the main challenge every year is like, <laughs> <laughs> we failed on two counts this year. Okay. Yep. Yep. That's okay. I honestly, I'm in, I am impressed with myself because I pulled some picks that you did not see coming. Yeah. Which is a neat trick, both because you've watched all television <laughs> and also because you're almost as online as I am. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Although I actively chose to avoid one of the picks you chose. <laughs> yeah, which I did to you on purpose. Yeah, you did. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. All right. All right. So... Where should we start? Should we start with what our pilots were? Yeah, run through the list. Okay. So, our pilots were All Creatures Great and Small, mm-hmm. which I, for like a year, have been calling Animal Show. Yep. <laughs> because I, so I think I've explained this to you already, but for everybody else out there, the internet likes to make jokes about Moon Show. Yeah. And Moon Show came out at around the same-ish time as Animal Show. And in my head, All Creatures Great and Small was somehow connected to Moonshow. <laughs> I don't know. I can't explain it because it literally sounds like what it is. Mm-hmm. It sounds like Animal Show. It does. I didn't. You first dropped that in one of our previous episodes, and I had no idea what she was, t- what you were talking about. And then I was editing that, and I was like, "Oh, obviously, that's what it is." <laughs> You're yeah, not wrong. well, and it's funny because it's the f- it's the four for all right. mankind for creature all for I don't know <laughs> all for creatures great and small. <laughs> they just have these like long, broken. like lofty, yeah, philosophical names. Yeah. So anyway, Animal Show. Yep. Um, <laughs> we are lady parts, mm-hmm. the sex slaves of college girls, mm-hmm. reservation dogs. Euphoria and Mage. What a lineup. What a lineup. You know what we accidentally did that I think is really funny? What? We accidentally did a theme. 
And the theme accidentally was like, what are the young folk up to? <laughs> Except for Animal Show. <laughs> no, which is it's decided, like, a fucking like, what young are the guy starting out on his to? career? Like, <laughs> moving out of the house for the first time? Going to become a vet? I would like you to find anyone in <laughs> Gen Z who is watching this show. <laughs> I mean, old people need to make fun of the youngs, too. Yeah. I'm just saying nothing sponsored by Viking River Cruises is, is for a younger demographic. I didn't say they're all for a demogra- a younger demographic. I said they're all about a younger about demographic. About the youths. Yeah, that's that's true. They're all like about what the youngins are up to. Mm-hmm. What are those youths getting into? Yeah. I do feel like we had a we had a nice balance of half hour and hour long shows, which we yep. sometimes don't achieve. And to me, this was one of our most successful years. I agree. Absolutely. Which is huge. Mm-hmm. Not the most successful because nothing will beat seeing Outlander. Correct. <laughs> for the first time. Correct. And I also loved Flight Attendant last year. And I don't yes. know that anything has beaten Flight Attendant for me yet. Except Outlander. Well, yeah, but in this year. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Mm. I'm on the verge, but... Yeah, I think actually I'm going to agree with you weirdly. There are a couple that I'm extremely fond of from this lineup. But yeah, Flight Attendant is, like, special. It's got that Greg Berlanti energy. God damn it. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, let's talk about Animal Show. Let's get into it. All right. Let's talk about Animal Show. So I picked this one because Twitter has not shut up about it forever. And, well, critic Twitter. I don't Mm -hmm. think real people are out there watching PBS Masterpiece. My parents are. (laughs) (laughs) But again... But it felt like a given to me. I mean, this is one that I I mentally chose, like, early in the year. Mm. Because it's been talked about at such length. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. I would watch more Animal Show. Mm-hmm. But you won't watch more Animal Show. <laughs> no. no, I mean, the other part of the tradition is <laughs> here I make a lot of promises about what I'll be watching in the future. Yeah. There's this joke on my brother, my brother, and me, where at the end of every episode they read a final Yahoo and they joke that they're going to answer it when they come back in the next episode. And I feel like every year in Pilot Palooza, when I say I'm going to watch the show again, it's the Mm -hmm. same. That's my final Yahoo. (laughs) Did you finish Flight Attendant? I never finished Flight Attendant. Oh my god! I know. I tried so many times to get back to it. I was. I thought about it so many times in the last like three months. It's on my mind constantly. I just never have had the chance. You will. But I mean, I haven't finished Ted Lasso. Nope. I haven't finished Succession. Nope. What We Do in the Shadows, Miracle Workers, should I go on? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I haven't finished any of those. <laughs> okay. But Animal Show. So Animal I've, Show. I've seen seasons one and two up to date. But I will, I wanted you to have this moment. <laughs> so rude. <laughs> um, can you re- like remind me what the first episode is? Can we walk so through? So the first episode is um, some young guy 
living somewhere in Scotland. Yep. Is like, he gets his harebrained idea that he's going to go be a veterinarian. So he like moves out of his family's home and they're all judgmental about it. And he goes up to some rural abyss to find a like eccentric vet. Like mm-hmm. the Doc Abbott. Um, yes. The Scotland veterinary scene. And this is like the 30s? I think it's the 30s or 40s. Something. Something yeah. vintage. Yeah. Generic vintage, non more period. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and so he like shows up on this guy and is like, I want to be your apprentice. And the guy is skeptical of his skill and commitment. And so he hazes him. Yep. All around the highlands. And there's shenanigans and hijinks. And then the, like, plucky young guy proves himself by birthing a cow in a very high-stress environment. Oh, yes. There's always an animal birth. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it's a whole scandal because it, he, he shouldn't have been attending it alone and, like, blah, blah, blah. But then he does it. And it's great. And everyone has a good fun time. Yeah. And, so, and now he's, like, allowed to be the apprentice. Yeah. It's a solid pilot. It is a solid pilot. I know it's a remake of an older show. Mm. And I always think of the show as like the Durrells, but yeah, <laughs> but UK. Yeah, it's literally <laughs> the same vibe where it's like, you can put it on. It doesn't really matter what's happening. There's a plot. There's characters. They're all interesting. But it just kind of like moves at its own pace. And it's there and you're there. <laughs> it's slow TV. Yeah. It's train TV. But not. It is. It's like trains, but with plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do think, like, they do, a, they play a dangerous game of, like, this is rural vets, so it's not, like, pets all the time. It's often, right. like, farm animals and stuff like that. But it's still a dangerous <laughs> game of, like, how many animals can you kill off on a quaint show for nice people? Yes. And so it's, like, you have to really delicately approach that. And I think they've done a very good job of, like, keeping us all in a safe space. <laughs> sure, I suppose there are only so many kinds of, like, veterinary emergencies, and it they are births and deaths. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's more. <laughs> they do, like, very early in the episode when he has, like, first arrived, um, and the guy takes him out on his first call... They do this whole bit where, like, the horse has something in its hoof and is, like, very grumpy about it. And the mm-hmm. guy keeps, like, trying to approach the horse and the horse keeps just, like, <laughs> kicking the shit out of him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it goes on entirely too long. I don't know who edited that and was like, we need 14 <laughs> clips of this horse kicking the dude in the nuts. <laughs> but I applaud them. <laughs> Absolutely. They also just love getting the people in the mud and just being yeah. like, yeah, you're walking in horse shit. <laughs> you sure are. <laughs> Very Outlander season one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy that show. It's Yeah, it's, it's very like meditative and nice. I was extremely misled by season one because it ended with a Christmas special and usually... In, like, the tradition of holiday specials, they don't really matter to the plot. Mm. And so I had kept it on the DVR for, like, a year. And then I went to, I was like, oh, season two's back, so I'm going to watch it again. So I finally turned it on, and there was, like, a lot of plot. 
Oh and no! I was like, oh no! <laughs> Would you have been like surprised when you got to season two if you hadn't watched it? Yes. Oh, it was like integral. It was like a regular season finale, and I was like, why did I just leave? This? <laughs> so you got like bonus TV. I did. I did. I'm not mad. I was just rattled that That's I. So funny. I didn't understand the. Uh, the they system. hid content from you. They did. But yeah. I think this is this is a good show for nice people who just want something like smooth and calm and yeah. quaint. It doesn't seem like it plans to demand anything of me. No. I don't get the sense that it's going to sneakily demand something of me later. No. I think it's just going to do plain like, old storytelling. The girls demanded things of me eventually. I right. think I had an emotional time at the end. I've never finished that one either. <laughs> One day we're going to do an episode just about the things that Kirstie didn't finish. I feel like quarterly we need to do an episode where it's just like, make Kirstie finish a show. Oh, that'd be so fun. (laughs) We're doing it. We're doing it. Maybe in the summer. Oh, God. Okay. Any Uh, other thoughts about animals? No, I think you guys should watch it. It's a nice good time. It is a nice good time. Um, next on our list is We Are Lady Parts, which is a Peacock series. It's a British series, and y'all, this slaps so hard. This is my number one pick. It fucking rocks. It rocks my socks. I'm <laughs> so fucking thrilled that this show exists. <laughs> I've been dying to watch more of it. Me too! Me too! We have this, like, unofficial etiquette that you, like, can't watch more. Yeah. Until we're done with Pilot Palooza, which I may have cheated on a little bit. Mm, um, with this not one? with this show. We'll get there. Oh Whoops. boy, okay. I, che- I mean, I... <laughs> it's, it's fine. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kelsey's seen all of these already. Um, I've seen two! We knew this. <laughs> but yeah, this show fucking rocks. Yes. This is so like the show, show I've needed for a long time. It's incredible. Um, this show is a comedy about a Muslim all women rock band that forms, and it's about it like coming together, and it's about all these different women who are incredible. And this pilot is so strong at forming exactly who these people are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's one who works in a butcher shop. <laughs> I love her so much. And they just show her like in the dark, like chopping meat. And then there's one who drives an Uber, right? Who's like yep. really sassy with her Uber people. What I don't know what else her deal was. There's the one who's going to join the band who's like the protagonist and she's like a do-gooder like a rule follower and she keeps getting set up into like proposed marriages with potential partners by her parents and she's on an app isn't she she's on like a husband finding app yeah it's a but it's like an arranged marriage situation (laughs) and 
she just keeps saying that she needs to find a husband, but she's never going to find a husband. And there's one other who I think has a child. Yes. And what's her deal? She's like the, the like, feminist archetype. Yeah. She, um... Is she the one with the with the store? Yeah, when they introduce her, she's, like, selling at a booth in a farmer's market, and it's, like, some kind of period-themed art mm-hmm. or something. Yep. Um, yeah. It's just... It's extremely sharp. It's done in, like, a... This is gonna make you hate it, so don't listen. But it's done in, like, a, the style of a... Bridget Jones type narrator is what I will say. She's in Kirstie's mad. No, I'm I'm like debating the merits of that because I don't I don't think my issue with Bridget Jones was strictly the choice of using voiceover. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> um. But it's, the first episode is about this girl, like, revealing that she plays guitar. They're looking for a guitarist for the band. The other three are already in the band. And they're trying to win this girl over to join the band, but she's too shy, and so she can't perform (laughs) on stage. But she teaches music, and so they have a concert, and someone drops out, her students, and so she, like, stands behind a screen and plays, and then they take the screen down, and she can't handle it. And they're like, that's the one. This is her. And she vomits in the collection bin for the fundraiser. Yep. yep. It's really, it's it's so fun, and it's so, like, different than a lot of things that I've seen recently. It's got, like, that good, good energy of... Some other stuff that I've liked recently, like Starstruck, but it's different. And I think the the friendship feels incredible already. Oh, yeah. There's some very powerful, like, early stage friendship stuff happening. Because, <clears throat> um, like, the band already has a formed dynamic. And so yep. you know we're going to get in there. We're going to get in there with all of them. Um. But also just, like, the way that they hunt down this girl to try to get them into yeah. their band, like... Uh, and, like, they are so... Like, the whole pilot is so tightly built mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and comes out the gate so goddamn strong. Like, it already knows who it is and what it wants to do. The writing is so sharp. It's and so fucking funny. So I liked it when at the beginning they were talking about someone and they said that they had Dementor vibes. And I loved it (laughs) when later the main character was talking to her mother, I don't know, it doesn't matter, about something. And she just goes, you know how I feel about rail transport. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, this is for us. This was just for us. (laughs) (laughs) No one else. (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) Yeah, so this one is so promising, and I can't wait to watch more of it. I want to spend all my time with it. I'm like ready to devour it. Giving me, in terms of friendship, is Girls Five Eva. Yeah, yeah. They would go potentially even more powerful. Yeah, it it's. 
I love Girls 5 ever. I say this with all the love in my heart, but I think Lady Parts might be better written. Because the thing about Girls 5 Eva is that it's like going for jokes per minute, so a lot of the writing is low-hanging fruit. Uh-huh. I'm I'm not willing to say that anything will ever be funnier than What Are You Waiting 5, but... No, nothing will ever be funnier than that. <laughs> hear you the payoff will be deeper it'll be like more yes. meaningful yeah yeah i think they both will are important art pieces in their own right yeah <laughs> we can have multiple friendship band shows on peacock girl band sagas yeah yeah i wouldn't be mad if we decided that this was a cultural moment we were gonna have like we're just gonna have a bunch of girl group television now yeah. Let's Incredible. do it. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. So this is my winner. I'm just going to come out and say it. I haven't 100% decided if it's my winner, but it probably is my winner. It's fair. Yeah. What do we got next? Next up. Gotta get my list back up. <laughs> next up is the sex lives of college girls. Oh, yes. Yeah. Which... I also felt like one that had, that was like a given. Yeah. Um, and this was one that you've already watched, right? Yes. Yeah. I tried to wait and then I couldn't wait anymore. No. <laughs> but I knew it was going to come up in Pilot Palooza, so I didn't mention it. <laughs> but I also knew there was no way you were going to save it. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not naive. <laughs> Um, so this is a Mindy Kaling show Mm -hmm. that everyone was stoked as hell about. And so everyone knows I watch TV. And so people always want to update me on TV. But because (laughs) I also live in Vermont, everybody felt duty bound to notify me of this show. (laughs) So on top of the fact that it's been going around Twitter, yeah. I also had like five different people be like, have you seen Mindy Kaling's new show? It's set in Vermont. <laughs> but filmed in Pennsylvania, I think. There is My first gripe is that there's literally nothing about this fictional Vermont college that is like Vermont based. That's because it's based on Dartmouth. <laughs> I know! (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, isn't Mindy's from, like, Massachusetts, from, like, South Shore, isn't she? From, like, Greater Boston. Okay. So, like, what business does she have trying to shoot any further north than 93? I mean, fair. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think... I feel like she has a good, I mean, she went to Dartmouth. She has a good grasp on Dartmouth, but I think she just wants that to not be New Hampshire, which who can blame her, but. (laughs) That does show wisdom. Right? (laughs) Um, I did like, I wrote down at the beginning, like right at the beginning, they're like, Vermont, why is it even a state? A bunch (laughs) of potheads making maple syrup. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. I I did greatly enjoy this show. 
I love it so much. I think it's really fun. It's like not my favorite Mindy Kaling production. It's probably my least favorite, not least favorite, third least favorite. Oh, wow. Give me that ranking. Never Have I Ever. Obviously. Mindy Project. Sex Lives of College Girls. And I think this show falls in between those in terms of like the narrative that she's trying to pull off. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Never Have I Ever will always be. Yeah. 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 One of my friends. This show deserves a better name. (laughs) I agree with that. I like this sounds like a working title to me. Yeah. (laughs) What were you going to (laughs) say? Um, so one of my friends who's obsessed with Mindy Kaling had texted me a few times to see if I'd watch this yet. And when I finally did, I texted her to let her know. And she, I can't remember what she said exactly, but she said something and then followed up with, I still have to watch her other show. I think it's called something like Never Have I Ever. (gasps) And I was like, how have I failed you? No. Badly. Oh, no. Are you kidding me? Oh, no. So anyway, I lit a fire under that one. Consider this your fire also if you haven't seen Never Have I Ever. Yeah, if you two are out there like, Never Have I Ever, like now you need to go do that. Yeah. Do that. Go do that. Um, anyway, the show was good. So the show is about <laughs> um, a, a bunch of people who become roommates at freshman year of college at a an Ivy League in Vermont. The pilot is like move-in day at college, basically. Yeah. There's like, a lot of things I love about this pilot. Um, the thing I loved the most was... The thing in general that I love the most is her depiction of the, like, poorer student who comes to the school and is like, what are all these rich people who bought their way here? I think I'm smart, but maybe I'm not that smart because everything's hard. And also, what am I doing? Because she's us. Yep. (laughs) I was the characterizations here. She is us. Yeah. Well, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was reflecting a lot on, so we went to a very working class university. Mm Mm-hmm. But um, I'm sure you had this experience, too, but I had a lot of friends who went to, like, much more prestigious universities. Yeah. And were, you know, in in that boat of being, like, the poor kid at UPenn or the poor kid at Georgetown or mm-hmm. whatever. George Washington. They're all the same. Doesn't matter. These, like, rich kid schools. And it, it's funny because I remember what their experience was like. And then watching this, I was thinking, like... God, I'm so glad that I went to, like, a commuter school and didn't actually have to go through this firsthand. I do even remember, though, like, even that being said, like, we knew people who bought their way into our school. Oh, absolutely. Who were, like, beyond wealthy, and we were like, what is happening? Like, I went to do my laundry, and there was some British guy <laughs> down there who didn't know what to do, because he usually had help to do that. And I'm yeah. like, well, I don't know what that's like. Well, this girl that I was friends with, who you may or may not remember, um, she was from New York City, and she wasn't exactly a Leighton, but she had a lot in common with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, like, went to some, like, 
fashion-themed magnet school and, like, had rich parents and, yep. like, her, her parents were divorced and so, like, one of them had an apartment that looked out over Central Park and, like, her condo. What? See, it I doesn't don't, matter. I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> um, and so the bottom line there is that, yes, it is a big mood. It's a mood. And she's, like... The very white, white, white person there, too. And she, I appreciated that when her parents came to drop her off and they were talking about, like, going out to dinner and <laughs> the dad was like, oh, you know, I can't handle Mex- Mexican food or something like that. Because I was like, too mom's real. like, no ethnic food. No ethnic. Yeah. <laughs> no ethnic food. <laughs> Which, like, is a regular conversation I have with my parents who can't uh-huh. handle food with flavor. Anyway... <laughs> Um, I feel like Mindy Kaling has a really good grasp on how to appeal to millennials and Gen Z at the same time. And she's again exhibiting that here, which I'm always impressed by because I don't know enough about Gen Z. I don't know how she does, but good on her. Yeah. Um, (laughs) and I just feel like she nailed like a lot of things because she's good at this particular type of content it like really brought me back to freshman year of college in a way that Mm -hmm. i was not prepared for like i was not i liked a lot of college so it's not like i tried to like distance myself from my college years but i haven't mentally gone back to that space either and i was not expecting to be like fucking shot through the space-time continuum (laughs) (laughs) directly into moving day yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's like a whole energy that yeah. she captured with and it was so uncanny. Yeah. That's it's a fun one. I it's like something you can watch pretty quickly and just like blow through. Yeah, so this is the one that I accidentally watched more than the pilot of because it autoplayed. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even really realize it had autoplayed until I was like halfway through the second episode. <laughs> and you're like, I'm here now. <laughs> Yeah, and then it, so I've now seen three episodes, mm. because it just, yep. it just, like, keeps going, and it, yeah. yeah, even though the credit screen is up, you, like, mentally don't notice the gap so much. Yeah. So, yeah, you could just, like, whip right through. I think I watched it in, like, a weekend, but it was yeah. a good weekend. It was great. Yeah. It's very fun. This is, this is why I, like, hadn't quite decided if Lady Parts was my favorite or if this was my favorite. Mm-hmm. And I think I very much, like, I think it's, like, a sense of obligation. I feel like I want to put them on the same tier, but, like, really, I do think Lady Parts is better. I think I do, too. Like, were we putting other... I feel like I'm conflating Mindy Kaling <laughs> with yeah. this show. And so I want to give it a little bit more of a boost. And, like, it's fine and it's good. And, like, if this is the content... Not to be a spoiler, but, like, if this is the content that the youths are going to watch, it's probably a good option for them. Correct. Like, this feels like the natural evolution of Gossip Girl and Everwood and things that we watched. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, God knows that we need a fucking space for that, apparently. Uh-huh. <laughs> because the spectrum is <laughs> broad and scary. <laughs> Truly. I have been scarred. Anyway. <laughs> we'll get there. We will. Um, all right. Are we ready to move on? Yeah. The next show is Reservation Dogs. 
Which I was convinced for like a week and a half was Reservoir Dogs, which is a different thing. (laughs) And I was very confused when I googled for it. Um, Yeah, I bet. Uh Uh-huh. Reservation Dogs is about some youths, again, who are growing up. badly. Youths behaving badly who are growing up um, on a reservation in Oklahoma, and it's bleak. Yep. And so they're getting into, like, light crime and shenanigans, trying to make their way out of the reservation before the reservation ruins their lives. And people have been talking about it a lot, and they've been saying... I've seen a couple things specifically saying that it takes a few episodes to give you a big payoff. And I could see that. Mm-hmm. But it does that, feel like it's building. It is building. That being said, I did enjoy it. Oh, yeah. I thought it was a real romp. It's fun. It's super fun. It's super fun. It's got... It feels like it's playing in the same space of, like, the letter Kenny res. Yes. And I think that's a good thing. Yep. Yeah, I absolutely had Letterkenny on my mind watching yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's it's already, like, just from the pilot balancing that, like, bleakness and seriousness and, like, the heart of what it wants to do yeah. with how much fun it is. And that yeah. is, like, such a fucking tightrope walk. It sure is. It's one of those things, like, when people do things well, they make it look easy. Mm-hmm. And the show makes it look super fucking easy and it definitely is not no the show also almost has i (laughs) i like hesitate to say this but i feel it in my soul a little bit it's got some like napoleon dynamite vibes i could see it wow it's got that like midwest bleak like everything is the same kind of monotone color everything is just kind of stasis yeah Absolutely. There's a lot of, like, very quiet shots. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I think the the personalities that they're... Yeah. The, the four, like, youths that are the main group of friends, I think, are all super interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think that they've got some personality that will build... I think it has a lot of promise. I think it's definitely not something that you can just watch one of. I found myself being no. like, yeah, it was fun. Well, <laughs> I think it's like a it's a good pilot in the sense that like they got me invested in like the primary conflict, which yeah. is like, do they get off the res or do they like have to stay and defend their honor against this like infiltrating youth gang? Right. <laughs> um and like now I want to know cuz I I can't decide just from the pilot. I got to right. see where this is going. I know. There's a really good bit, too, with a one of them sees, like, an ancestor on a horse, <laughs> and he's just there for comedy, and it's so well played. It's so funny. It's, it's so extremely good. funny. I was appreciating with this and Lady Parts that, like, there are in-group jokes that we are totally cheated of mm-hmm. when we, like keep the storytelling too white. Yeah. Yes. And like part of why these shows are so refreshing is that we finally get some new humor. Yeah. <laughs> we get some new tropes. We get some new jokes. And it's like in-group jokes that like 
now people actually get to tell. Right. Widely right. to the world that we all get to be part of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's a good thing. I'm very excited about it. I, I, again, big promises, but I'm like looking forward to watching more of this because it does feel yeah. like, um, I feel like between these three, um, Lady Parts, Sex Life of College Girls, and this one, there's like a little bit of a spectrum of humor with like quite a variation in like how dark or not yep. dark or whatever it is. And so yep. I definitely think there's like a nice range of moods. Agreed. And if you can't handle any mood at all, there's animal show. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes. No, I totally agree. Um, I'm going to keep watching this one. Yeah. Keep watching Lady Parts. Yeah. It's been a good year. I'm it still has not been mad. a good year. All I'm, bangers. I'm like excited about our picks. I'm not excited to talk about the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I inflicted this upon Kelsey because I felt like it was necessary. I've since seen like so many elder millennials tweeting about <laughs> my feelings exactly about this yes. show. <laughs> so that show is Euphoria. Yeah. <laughs> Just like the ultimate youths behaving badly show. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I hated it so much. <laughs> I mean, I so I don't think the point of watching Euphoria at this point in time is about enjoying it. I think the point of it is to be able to keep up with the discourse on Twitter. I don't even think it's worth it. Like, who's watching this? I don't know. I wouldn't watch more than the pilot. I got what I needed. Oh, it's, like, torturous. Yeah. It's thankless and not rewarding and terrible. Absolutely thankless. Yeah. Are you ready for my hot take about this show? I'm ready. It's not really a take. It's more of a comment. But, so, like, the the thing that, like, elder millennials in particular say on the internet is, like, how unrealistic it is. Yeah. And, like... My high school low-key could have been Euphoria High. No. Like, low-key. <laughs> I mean, it's exaggerated, obviously, because it's fiction. Um, but, like, there's that whole bit where um, the main character goes to that drug dealer who's, like, 10. Mm-hmm. My friend's little brother, when he was in the seventh grade, was the highest volume oxy dealer. <laughs> <laughs> so like that's real <laughs> the the only note I wrote down here was whose high school experience even is this <laughs> mine I mean not mine <laughs> no not yours I was like a tertiary character in like the back of a shot oh my god but like th the kids who went to my high school were at house parties <laughs> at like whatever rich neighborhood thinking they were the kids in euphoria. But I mean, we had like, we had kids literally doing heroin in the bathroom at least once a year. Okay. <laughs> that was like 
a regular occurrence. I don't think that we did. <laughs> but who's to say? Yeah. I just... We had ugh. the um, the captain of our lacrosse team dealt crack out of a minivan. Goodness. Yeah. His mom's minivan. Good. Good. Yeah. So anyway, Euphoria is about <laughs> people, <laughs> youths, teens in high school who do a lot of drugs and have, mm-hmm. like, the standard problem of being, like, 20-somethings pretending to be high schoolers mm-hmm. on TV. Yep. And behaving above their age. Yes. They do things that are too adult, and their lives are headed in a bad direction, but they're young and invincible, and so... Like, here we are. I don't know how to say this without sounding like a, like a book banner, but <laughs> like, <laughs> is this all that we have to give the youths to watch? Like, where, again, like Mindy Kaling, I guess, is here for us, but like, we had Gossip Girl, and that was like edgy. And that like, was so edgy. What? What is? Is this what they're watching now? I guess. Help. Help. It is bleak on, like, many levels. It's so bleak. It's not even fun. Like, I didn't have any fun. And when no. we when I watched, like, Gossip Girl and One Tree Hill and stuff, like, those were fun. And they were scandalous, but, like, in a mostly tame and fun way. I've, I've heard a few people say that they feel like season two of Euphoria is much more about how, like, this lifestyle ruins your entire life as opposed to season one which seems to glamorize it Mm -hmm. and my quibble with it is i don't feel like the pilot at least is glamorizing no it's my nightmare (laughs) it seems like it's putting it out there pretty like point blank how fucking terrible right this lifestyle is and so i don't understand what the point of watching it is although i did somehow get very absorbed into it like, I put down my weaving. I did not. I was like, get me out. Like, <laughs> SOS. <laughs> it's, it reminded me of, like, every time I've ever been dragged to, like, a bar I didn't want to be at. Or, like, yeah. just anything yeah. that was just, like, not my scene, not anything I want to be around, except I yep. was stuck watching it. And I was like, I hate Like, this. the three college parties that I had to, like, like, the three house parties I went to. Yes. Where, yeah. It's totally the same vibe, where you're just, like, in a corner, and you're tired, and you're hugging your solo cup, and you're like, for the love of God, how do I leave? Yes, that's exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hundred thousand percent yeah supposedly if the internet is to be believed they're doing a storytelling but i'm just not sure like why it's important or who it's for or like i'm not interested i mean if it's for somebody then like great have at it it's not for me it's not for me and i just don't have that in me right now (laughs) give that a zero stars But yeah, I just, I was like, the entire time I was like, this this was happening in my town. 
My wow. friend dated a 23-year-old and, like, met up with him in motels when she was, like, 16 or 17. Why has this not come up on the Everwood Pinecast? <laughs> huh. I don't know. I guess because I didn't know anybody in teen sex clubs in the woods. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, very specific. You know, I have been reflecting a lot on, like, the youth, the youth television <laughs> Uh-huh. For for the the teens, since we've been doing the Everwood Pinecast, and I I know a youth who who watched Bridgerton with their mother, and I was like, surely there has to be something besides the show that debates the merits of the pullout method that you can watch with your mother. <laughs> no, like really. <laughs> You know the thing, I've been... (laughs) Is this sex ed now? Where's Dr. Brown? (laughs) I'm so alarmed. I was thinking, like, I've been listening to some Everwood podcasts other than our own, and um, I've been thinking about, like, the idea of, like, sitting down and watching television with your family and watching Everwood with your family and that, like, becoming a talking point time for your family to now have, like, important conversations. Mm-hmm. And I do wonder, like, in an age of streaming, are the youths still watching family television? I don't... I don't or are know. they watching Euphoria? You're gonna find out more than before I will, so good luck. <laughs> 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 I think they're watching Euphoria though, and I'm scared. Yeah, I mean, I just I feel like content is so like nebulous, siloed, and mm. like individualized that yeah, I don't even know when you would have the time or the opportunity. I think you have to like make it a thing, and if you're right. making it a thing, are you making it Bridgerton? I have so many questions. Like, yeah, <laughs> help. Yeah, I don't even know. If you out there have a family. <laughs> if you have a teen. <laughs> if you have a youth and can tell us what watching television with the youths is like. <laughs> we would find that quite instructive. Th- please and thank you. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Yeah. We've got one more pilot. And that one is, more pilot. That is made. And I... This one was much, 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 much more difficult for me than Euphoria. Which is interesting. I fucking suffered. You did. You told me that. And I was like, oh no, what have I done? (laughs) (laughs) So I think it is an incredible art. I think it is like masterful art. Mm -hmm. I have lots of like very wonderful things to say about the art. Mm Mm-hmm. But it was too close to home Mm -hmm. because I am a human service provider survivor Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I've worked with this family, Mm -hmm. you know, I did. and like it, it just really brought me back in ways that I was not quite. So I tortured you a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) And this is like my personal (laughs) situation there. It's not Netflix's fault that this is my lived experience, yep. but yep. here we are. Yep, here we are. Um, Made is about 
a like young mother who takes her kid away from an abusive household and tries to like make it on her own and the first episode is about like the first 48 hours or something after she leaves and she has no money she lives in like Washington state or Alaska or something like that and she doesn't have like a support system and so it's supposed to be about like her finding her way to working like she works as a maid eventually I think is like the whole deal and like figuring out a solution for her family that works for her. And it's like, it is an art. It's super suspenseful. I think they do a really good job with that. Yeah. Um, the stakes are like high the whole way through. Like as high as humanly possible, yeah. just about. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this was a book or not. I think it was. That sounds familiar. It was, de- yeah, it was definitely some kind of... Some kind of art before the show. Yeah. And it... Is it... There's there's some kind of real life connection. I think it is. Yes. It is a true story and a book. Got it. Which is not I didn't shocking. want to confidently say it was a true story, yeah, I but either. I knew that it was like a based on a yeah. kind of situation. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's an art. I think they do a really good job of like characterization Mm -hmm. and it's it's not unpredictable like you see all the beats coming from a mile away but you see how like people are gonna act shitty and you know they're gonna act shitty and they do and it's like gross (laughs) i think the thing that's hard to understand even if you're someone who like believes that society should have social safety nets and sort of like basic Mm -hmm. equity kind of things i think it's hard to understand the like what an impossible cycle it all is yeah and how once you're in it it's like it's like such a chicken and an egg thing in a way that's like so complicated and so convoluted that unless you've lived it it's very hard to like fully wrap your head around yeah and i think the show is stupid effective yes at like throwing you into the midst of it and and making you not live it obviously but like have to think through each individual step and like the thing about living in that kind of acute crisis is that like every second of every day is like you have to think through it's like so much minutiae yeah right down to like how much money you have in your pocket and how much your gas costs and how much gas you can put in your car at any given time to like do the next thing yep um, and, like, that scene where she's in the office of the, um, is it, like, a women's shelter or something? Mm-hmm. And she's arguing with the woman about, the, like, provider, about how she has to have a job to get childcare and she has to have childcare to have a job and, like... Yep. How asinine the whole entire fucking system is. They really, like, get, they get granular and I think that's what makes it strong is, like, they... They do that, and then they do... She, like, goes to a job interview for this maid company, and they're like, okay, well, you have to pay for your uniform, you have to buy your own supplies, you have to be mm-hmm. there today, and, yep. oh, do you want to get paid today? Like, you can't. And then they they use the device of, like, her wallet on the screen, and they show, like, dollars coming off. Um, Which is so effective. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, I never, I didn't have to like support another person at this stage in my life, but I've definitely lived through stages of my life where I have had to count my money that way, mm-hmm. where I'm thinking like, you know, a couple days to a couple weeks ahead, how much money will I have depending on each individual thing that happens between now and then. Yeah. Yeah. So then you like amplify that by the fact that she now has this child that she's trying to remove from the situation. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting. And I think like the like depictions of her parents are interesting. Like she has this mom who's unhinged (laughs) and like unreliable. And then a father who seems reliable, but like not super interested (laughs) Yeah, I definitely am curious to see, like, where that relationship is going. Mm -hmm. Because he's, like, there's something there, right? I think. Like, he, they play him like he's kind of functional, but, like, has this other life. Yeah. And so she's, like, the forgotten child in this other life that he's built. Yep. But there's gotta be a little more to it. Right. I would think. I think it's an important story, and I'm glad that someone made it. Yeah. I also think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not... I feel like it is such a gift in this particular era of content creation to, like, watch something that's actually made with, like, an eye for the camera. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like, actually beautiful to watch. They're trying to do a lot of, like, what Ozark is trying to do in terms of coloring, but do it right. <laughs> Yeah, except you can actually see the landscape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not completely blue filter. No, no. You can make out defining features on people's faces. Yeah, yeah. I'm super excited to finish it. I don't know that I'm physically capable of finishing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fair. It's it's not that it's not effective. It's too effective. Yeah. You're it's like very, get me out. Very effective. <laughs> like very effective. Yeah. Um, I, but I'm torn because I like it. I think it's a good show and I think it's an interesting story. And there's like, it's a very subtle pilot, I think in a lot of ways, but there's already like so many little threads that I want to pull on and learn more about. Yeah. But I just, I don't think at this stage in my life I have, <laughs> I, I don't think I have that kind of emotional space yeah. right now. Hey, you know, that's all right. Between Euphoria and Maid, and then the other pilots that we watched, like, there's a real emotional range there. Yeah. And it, I've reflected on this a lot, especially since the pandemic, but I just think, like, I have so little capability to dive into anything that's not, like, shitting rainbows, basically. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and so that was my, like, limitation here. Yeah. Which is fair. <laughs> I mean, choose your own emotional adventure. We have many options yes. in this we PP. Do. We do have many <laughs> options. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's a good art, and I'm glad someone made it. Yeah. I'll watch it for us. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted, I do, like, I do feel like it would be valuable to challenge myself a little bit and, like, try to watch something a little uncomfortable, because I do watch a lot of just, like, things that I think are fun. Right. But also But also no one's no one's gonna make the, you. The world is also challenging. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's fair.
<laughs> so really, like, my only dud was Euphoria. I think I would agree with that. Yeah. Which is unprecedented. I, although, I don't, I think just because I, there was so much I connected to in Euphoria, weirdly, I didn't think of it as a dud and just, like, not interested in it any further. Like, I got what I needed out of it, and I'm done with it. I couldn't. I hated it so much. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like it's, it's trying to be, like, deep. Oh, yeah. And I just. Oh, it's insufferable. I can't. I can't. It's insufferable. I'm not defending it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i can't it's too much if i i don't think we prepared this prompt ahead of time but if you could rank them yeah i can rank them <laughs> <laughs> um lady parts is number one yep um college girls is probably two made is number three creatures is four Reservation Dogs 5, Euphoria 6. And I just want to say there's a big gap between 5 and 6. <laughs> Huge. <laughs> it's like 6 technically. Yeah. But not in spirit. No. Did not rank. <laughs> Footage not found. <coughs> God, I'm choking. What is your, your ranking? I think mine would be Lady Parts... Sex Lives, College Girls, which really the biggest thing against that show is that name is stupid. Yep. You can't give something a name that you can't shorten easily. No. And then I think... I'm debating a little bit, but I think All Creatures Great and Small and then Reservation Dogs and then Made. Mm-hmm. Which I feel bad about because I don't... I Those three sort of in the middle there, I don't want that ranking to feel like it's a reflection of their quality. It's not. But it's a personal, put stuff it's in a order. personal preference. Yeah. It's what you're gravitating towards in this moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I think they're all strong shows. Yeah. And then Euphoria is there too. <laughs> yikes. Yeah. Yikes, yikes. Um, yeah. That's all yeah. we got. It was a, it, it was a good pilot season. It was a good pilot season. And we have so much planned. We have our, our like, second quarter and early summer is just chock-a-block full. It sure is. It's going to be buck wild, folks. <laughs> yeah. We are already prepared for our next one and a half episodes, which is also unprecedented. <laughs> are we really? Yeah. We're talking about... um. An incredible series that everyone should go watch, which is Britain's busiest airport. <laughs> I am so excited for this one. I can't wait. I'm so excited, too. It's incredible. I've watched a whole season. I love it. Deeply. Um, spoilers for next time. And then it's going to be Outlander season. Outlander season is coming for us. I have a lot of thoughts. Kelsey took took a real bullet for both of us and did a season five rewatch. And it was for the best. It was like, it bettered me as an Outlander fan. <laughs> yeah. Which I am thrilled about. I don't want to, I, I have some, th- I'll save them. We're, we'll, re- we'll record all of our thoughts. Don't worry. Folks. I'll save them. I'm like a little it's bit coming. alarmed by one of my thoughts. Uh oh. It's yeah. I'm alarmed now. That was unprecedented. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, this is a transformative <laughs> rewatch, but anyway. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, ah. Yeah, thanks for being here with us for another Pilot Palooza, and we'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye. Oh, we have to do our, our <laughs> where you can find our show. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> we've been really busy recording the everwood pinecast which has a pre-recorded outro and if you'd like to listen to the everwood pinecast you can f- search for that on apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts or you can find us on twitter at everwoodcast or everwoodpinecast.com and if you don't care about everwood <laughs> you should go to hatewatchwithus.com um, and you can find this show there. You can also leave us a five star review if you'd like. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Hate Watch with Us. That's it. <laughs> you did that in such a weird order. I, know. I don't even know what you said or didn't say. Do that bubble and then we're good. If you weren't able to keep up with any of that and you're trying to figure out where you might be able to find us, it turns out that we're members of the Thoughtbubble Audio Network, yeah. which is a network of podcasts. You can find all of their shows at ThoughtbubbleFM on Twitter, ThoughtbubbleAudio.com, or you can send them emails at ThoughtbubbleAudio.gmail.com, and you can also search for them on Patreon. I will said at Patreon. <laughs> we don't know. I don't know. Uh, we don't know what Patreon is, but we know that the Thought Bubble Audio is there. The Thought Bubble Audio. <laughs> <laughs> we know that they're there, and you can support their shows. And um, that's where you'll find all of our stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening okay. for real this time. <laughs> we, we tried. Bye. Bye. Bye.